Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And there was a soccer tournament. And we won the soccer tournament. That is why we won the overall trophy. So this is our trophy for this year. Hallelujah. We had a good team. We had a, what's the name, scoring the winning goal. Charles, Charles scored the winning goal. So we won the trophy. So that's our trophy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Wonderful. Are you ready for? And then the medical outreach. God willing, next week Sunday, we're going to have a medical outreach. What it involves is that it's a medical screening exam. Okay? Most of us don't know our numbers. And it's good to know your numbers. Hallelujah. The Bible said that my people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of people just perish. And I mean perish, I mean physically perish. They die, they get disabled, things like that, just because of lack of knowledge. And if they had a little knowledge, certain deaths could have been prevented. Amen. So I want us to take this thing seriously. Hallelujah. So basically, it's, it's to check, I mean, your numbers, your blood pressure, your weight, your, uh, your blood sugar. Those are the important things. Okay? So because of blood sugar is involved, the best way to test your blood sugar is not to eat. Because if you eat and come, would you know? Anybody, even children, you need to, all of you need to know your blood sugars. Or even the little ones, it's good to know your blood sugar. Okay? Because the, the earlier you know your numbers, the safer you are. Yeah. Do you understand? So, that is why we are starting early. So, we'll start at 9 o'clock. We're going to set up a clinic in the back of the building. There'll be a clinic with tents and everything. So, you come in. So, we'll have service. So, you come in. If you want to be tested, you can go in to get your blood pressure checked. You can go in to get your blood sugar checked, your weight done. After that, after that, you join the service. If there's any concern, we'll give you counseling and refer you. And pray for you, number one. Amen. Are you hearing me? So next week, it's, it's also a tool of evangelism. So you can use, invite your neighbors and your friends. Now look, come to church with me, you get a free medical checkup. You can tell your friends, come with me today, you get a free medical checkup. You don't need insurance to come for this one. Hallelujah. And you'll be examined by professionals. We are all professionals. We are not quack. We are really professionals. We have certificates. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's what we're going to do, God willing, next week. Amen. So we're going to start at 9 o'clock because of that. So don't eat. If you want to get your sugar check, don't eat before you come. Okay? Those of you who like to eat in the morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Scripture for the day. Galatians 3.13. One to go. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Galatians 3.13. Again? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Galatians 3.13. One more time. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. 
Galatians 3.30. Can you, can you remember it now? Or oh, one more time? Okay, one more time. Go. Okay. Take it off. Let's try. Go. Christ. It's very simple. Galatians 3 is that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So there's something called the curse of the law. Okay? The curse that came because we broke the law. Okay? And you read, and, and, and that is the curse that is listed in the book of Leviticus. I mean, you shall be barren, you shall be poor, you shall cast your young before their time, you shall be poor, and all those things. Poverty, poverty is actually one of the major curses of the law. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that Christ has with sickness and diseases. It's part of the curse of the law. And it said that Christ has redeemed us. He has saved us from that curse. Because he became a curse. Hallelujah. And, 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 and the proof, and the proof that Jesus became the curse. Just in case somebody, somebody asks you that, how come that, how do you know Jesus became the curse? Why do you say Jesus was, became a curse? And the proof is that the Bible said that it was written that cursed be everyone that hangeth on the tree. So when you are crucified, it's a sign that you are cursed. So the crucifixion of Christ means that Jesus Christ was cursed. And he was cursed. And the reason why he became a curse was because of us. So he paid for our curse. So no longer are we, uh, no longer are we under the curse. Do you understand? It's like you have, a, you have a bill and somebody can pay for you. You see, if you owe, if you owe Zoe, Hundred dollars, and every day she keeps wondering, "Where's my hundred dollars? Where's my hundred dollars?" So I come and say, "Zoe, how much does she owe you?" You say, hundred dollars." Then I give her hundred dollars. She can come ask you again for it. If you come and ask you that hundred, what will you say? You've already been given it. Yeah, it's already been paid. So you have no right. Do you understand? She she owes her hundred dollars, and she keeps on harassing her. "Where's my hundred dollars? Where's my hundred dollars?" Then I come and I say. How much does you say hundred? Okay, get. If she comes again to ask for the hundred dollars, what will she say? It's already been paid. It's already been what? It's already been what? It's already been what? Yes, that's what Christ did for us. So if the devil comes to you and says, "Oh, you are sick, you are broke, you will die," tell the devil, "It's already been paid." <laughs> you understand that? Yeah. So if Satan comes harassing you, tell him what? Yeah, it's already been paid. It was nailed on the cross. It was nailed on the cross. He became a curse for us. Hallelujah. It's already been paid. That is why Satan cannot hold anybody to a ransom. Hallelujah. So even if they say there's a curse in your family, fine. There's a curse in my family. But the day I gave my life to Christ, that curse was paid. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm no longer under any familiar curse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at that's what it says. It's already been paid. It's already been paid. I say it's already been paid. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of Christians don't know that it's been paid. You understand? Just in case, like I said, if I pay Zoe, and you don't know I paid Zoe, you know she can still come and harass you? Hmm? Yeah. If I paid Zoe, but you don't know that I paid, she can always come and harass you, and you always be worried. You understand? So it is not only me being paying, it's not only me paying her, I have to let you know that I paid. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So not only... Jesus Christ has done. That's, that's what we teach. So by this verse, we are letting you know that it's already been paid. Hallelujah. Because the devil is a bully. 
You see, the Bible calls Satan a liar. See, Satan is not honest. If, if somebody is honest, okay, and something has been paid, you so it's been paid. So I won't come for it. But Satan is a liar. So even though it's been paid, he will still come and say that you owe me. So if you don't have the receipt, and the receipt to show that it's been paid is the cross. He was. <laughs> Do you understand? The receipt. The payment receipt. That's why he said that, for it is written, that cursed be every man. So that is the, like the, the payment receipt that you can show the devil that, uh-uh, concerning this problem, it's being paid. Yeah. Hallelujah. Cursed be everyone that hangeth on the tree. That's why I say Christ has redeemed us. Okay? The word there, redeem, means to buy back. To buy back. I've come to buy you back. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I said? Wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue our script, uh, Bible study. Last week I started talking to you about reasons why you must be a permanent member. Amen. Because there's a benefit in being permanent. Hallelujah. Don't be flip-flop. Hallelujah. There is no blessing in being flip-flop. Hallelujah. Let your year be yea and your nay be nay. If you are in the church, decide to be permanent. Hallelujah. Don't be in the church like, okay, I'm here for two months. After that, I'm going. Hallelujah. A church is like a marriage. You don't marry for two years. Go and say, look, I'm marrying for three years. After three years, we'll renew the contract again. <laughs> if things are okay. Nobody will marry you like that. If you come and tell any woman, I want to marry you for three years. And after three years, we'll review. No, no lady will agree to such a marriage. Hallelujah. A church is permanent. Amen. So I'm giving you reasons why you must decide to be a permanent member. Hallelujah. Reason number five or number four. Psalm 92 verse three. Psalm 92, sorry. Psalm 92 verse 13. Psalm 92 verse number 13. It said that one, two, let's all read one, two, go. One, two, go. It's 13. Hallelujah. It says, those that be what? It says, those that be what? I said, those that be what? In the house of the Lord. Shall what? Shall what? What does it mean to flourish? To prosper, more words, flourish. Huh? Bear fruit, it means what? Excel. Excel, flourish means what? Bear fruit, flourish means what? Blossom. Blossom, I like you. Blossom, that's a good word. It means what? The same thing. <laughs> it means the same thing. That's what your twin said. Blossom. Hallelujah. Kesha, what does it mean to flourish? Um, to thrive. To thrive. What does it mean to flourish? To prosper. To prosper. Hallelujah. I have scholars here. They understand the English language. What does it mean to flourish? To be blessed. To be blessed. Good? To succeed. To succeed. To do well. To do well. Put your hands together for them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Bible is saying that to succeed, to blossom, to prosper, to do well, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It is not something that everybody will get. It is for only a selected group. Hallelujah. I'm explaining to you why some people don't prosper. I'm explaining to you why some people don't flourish. I'm explaining to you why some people don't do well. Because the Bible said that thing, that blessing to be blessed, it is not generalized. It's not for everybody. It is for a selected group. Are you hearing me? Yes. 
And what is that selected group? I said, what is that selected group? I said, what is that selected group? Those who are what? Planted in the house. Thank you, Mr. Sims. Those who are planted in the house. Those who are planted. So if you are in the church, but you are, not, you are not planted, you just keep moving from place to place, you will not have this blessing. That is why you might decide to be planted in a church. You might decide to be permanent so that you will flourish. So that you will prosper. So that you will do well. Because it is a blessing for only those who are planted. Hallelujah. He said they shall flourish. Amen. Those that be planted. Hallelujah. So, if you don't have a mind or a desire to be planted, don't, don't, don't expect to flourish. Hallelujah. Yeah. Say, those that be planted. You see, and, and to be planted means to be permanent. Hallelujah. I hear me. Because, for example, I can't say, I, I, I'm, I mean, I've planted this chair. I'm not planted chair because it's, it's, it's not, it has no roots, no foundation. I can move it from anywhere, from, from place to place. But when you say you've planted something, it means it has gained roots. It means you cannot, it cannot be moved from place to place. Hallelujah. That's why I cannot plant this chair. That's no roots. Hallelujah. Those that be planted. Those that be planted. Because if you even did a little bit of you see, when you plant something and you move it and you move it and you move it, at a point it will die. Hallelujah. So he said that for those who want to flourish, those who want to do well, one of the things they must learn to do is to be planted. Hallelujah. So it is a blessing to be planted in a church. Say amen. amen. Say I am planted. Say I am planted. Say, I am stable. Say, I will flourish. I will prosper. I will do well. I will excel. Because I am planted. Yeah, put your hands together for the Lord. Those that be planted. Hallelujah. So, if you see people who are trying to tell you to go, move, move, move. They are trying to kill you. Because they know that when they remove the tree and take it to another place, it can easily die. Hallelujah. So tell the person, look, I want to flourish. I want to bear fruits. Don't try to move me out of here. I'm planted. Don't even try it. I'm planted. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's why you must be permanent. That's why you must think of being permanent for those that be planted. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yeah. Those that be planted. Wonderful. Another reason why you, dis- you need to be permanent. Okay. Um, there's a verse. Psalm 126. Verses 1 and 2. Psalm 126, verses number 1 and 2. Are you ready to read the Bible? He said that when the Lord, you see, this verse said that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, okay, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Okay? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Verse 2. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the hidden, the Lord had done great things for them. Hallelujah. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then the people said, 
And our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. Then the Hebrews said, the Lord had done great things for them. Hallelujah. Another reason why you must decide to be permanent is this verse. So that you will have a family to celebrate your victories with. I said, so that you have a family to do what? Celebrate what? I said, a family to celebrate what? Hallelujah. He said that when the Lord turned, hallelujah. So when you are permanent, or you are permanent means a long-term relationship. So that the day that the Lord prospers you, you can have your friends. Do you remember? Do you remember how it was? Do you understand? You have to have somebody because every time you are blessed, it is good to have somebody to share. But if there's nobody who remembers where you came from, they don't even understand. Hallelujah. The celebration is nicer if you can point to the past. Do you remember how we, we were struggling in one bedroom? Do you remember how we didn't have a job? But because you have been friends for a long time, now you can look back and celebrate. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of us, because we don't have long-term relationship, when you prosper, there's nobody to celebrate with. Yeah. When the Lord, because God will prosper us. I said God will prosper us. God will increase us. You see, like, like, I mean, even when you buy, like when I come to your house, you see, I give you for a lot of time that the two of you have been in church. One of the reasons, I mean, when you were living in that uh, place in, where was it? Uh, Avent, Maple Gardens. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then you moved to where? North Bank, you progressed. It was, first of all, you were living in some small apartment. Then you moved to a new uh, a condo. Then when you bought your house, you understand? So like, just by knowing you for a long time, I can celebrate your progress. Have you seen what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? You understand? But somebody who doesn't know you, you can, the person cannot even see how far you've come. And the day you move into your mega house, I will be there. Now, now there's no swimming pool in your house. But the day you move to a house with a swimming pool, I say, we'll come and sit by the pool. I say, do you remember when we used to live in Edmonton? Are you hearing me? So it's nice. I remember you. You see, long-term relationship. I should go, do you remember when I used to come to New York? Now I'm, I'm listening, doctor, so, so and so. Do you remember? Are you hearing me? When the Lord because you see, you can't celebrate well when there are no old when, we cannot celebrate well when there are no old friends around. That's why you don't know. Because when there are no old friends around, they don't even understand how far you've come. That's why I said, when the Lord turned our captivity, do you remember? Do you remember? Because you see, joy shared is double joy. You cannot have a party by yourself. The party will not be nice. You're having your birthday party, but nobody comes. You can say, Kesha, do you remember? As you're having this big bash, and there are cars and, and, and swimming pool and everything. Say, do you remember when we were, we were young? When I was this thing, I used to sit in church. Kesha, do you remember? Now you're all big grown-up women with good cars, good jobs. You see, when you celebrate, you remember. You see, that is, why when, that is why when people, they bring old pictures. That's why we show old pictures to see the progression. That's why when you go to people's birthday, they show how they used to struggle, how they were hustling. Yeah. Because it, it reflects when the Lord, it was like a dream. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why you must be permanent. You see, as you are friends now, you must be friends when you become big women in America. She will become a senator. Then you are the friend of the senator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, son. When the Lord, even as a church, you see, long term, maybe one day we'll have our own big auditorium. You see, a big auditorium. Hallelujah. With all, I mean, all the blinks and the glints. There was, then I say, Yannick, Yannick, do you remember how we used to come and set up at the back? Maybe you'll be handling a very, the Francophone, you say, Yannick, do you remember how we used to come from Pennsylvania and say, Reverend, I remember how we used to put the wires at the back, how we used to struggle. Now, when we enter, the cars are packed. Mega say, do you remember? I said, Edel, do you remember how you used to sit behind this thing? Maybe by now that you are some big man with your children all around you. And he said, hey, Edel, do you remember how you used to sit at the back? <laughs> do you remember how you used to sit at the back, carry the equipment? And we, you see, that is why we take pictures. And we show the pictures. You see, but if as we are showing the pictures, you are not around, it's not worth celebrating. Hallelujah. When the Lord, because joy shared, it's always double joy. Hallelujah. I say, me, I say, me, do you remember? I tell me, do, I say, you, do you remember? Even the, the, someday they were sitting at the, on, under the tree without an office. Two chairs. Two chairs. <laughs> then you say two chairs. I say, yeah, yeah, Reverend, I remember. I even brought you two chairs. Man, now here we are in this huge auditorium, mega church, pastors, a whole lot of people. I say, do you remember? You go remember. I go remember. And the cats. He said, do you remember the cats? The day. <laughs> do you remember we used to come to church and we have to soup the cat poo poo before we have a church? Yeah. I said, Karen, do you remember? By that time, you are my sister so and so. You are so many. When is that? When is that? That's the, his wife, really? Wow. Because your husband will be known, his name will be known in the gates. Even when you land, the way you will get that, you know, say, hey! Have you, has has Mrs. So and so come? They said, yes. She just walked in. <laughs> do you remember? I said, do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. So it's very important. Tell your neighbor, I would like to celebrate your victories with you. Say, one day you become very important. I will still be your friend. <laughs> Say, one day when you become very important. When everybody wants to see you. I will have special access. Say, don't tell me to wait for the secretary. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. When? Amen. So that is why you must decide to be permanent. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Because joy shared. It's always double joy. You see, you cannot have a real party when there are, friends, when there are no friends around. Hallelujah. You cannot have a real part when there are no friends around. That is why even weddings, those of, those, those of us who have been married for a while, you find out that there's a difference between your wedding anniversary and your wedding. And I'll give you the difference. Because, you see, on, the, on your wedding, usually you are young. And it's young. And your parents are heavily involved. Your father wants this to be done. Your mom wants to, especially your mom, do this, do this, invite this person, invite this. So as you are sitting there, it's a bunch of strange people. My mom says, do this, dad this. So you are sitting there, but it's a bunch of strange people. Have you seen? But after you've married for a while, and God blesses you, and you are doing maybe your 25th anniversary. You see, that 25th, that time, you see, you are, you are grown up. You are mature. So you organize the thing yourself. Nobody pays anything for you. So at that, those type of things, they are more celebration because you are in charge. The people there are the ones that you want there. But your wedding, you have to invite this your auntie, you have to invite this your cousin, you don't even like them. <laughs> no choice. 
But on your anniversary, you don't have to. That one, you invite the people that you like. So those ones are usually different. And those are different from the wedding itself. Because the wedding, you have to invite. It's, it's like this whole family tree. You know, if you don't invite this uncle, he'll be angry. You know, this your auntie, he, uh, uh, this, uh, he doesn't talk to this one, so you cannot invite this one and leave this one out. So, so the whole, everybody's sitting there. But on your anniversary, when you are old enough and you paid for it, you call the shots. You will invite your friends. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because joy shed is double joy. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Like even Lighthouse. You see, every time I meet Bishop, we are happy. If you listen to most of his messages, my name is almost in every message. I don't know what every message that has been preached that my name is not inside. So when I was going to go, I was like, are you the Dr. Nosh? Are you the Dr. Nosh? He didn't even call me Reverend Nosh, because he knew me as Dr. Nosh. He knew me as Nosh, so still. So you hear my name in every message. And every time we meet, there's joy, because we remember. Do you understand what I'm saying? We remember how we're sitting in one classroom, how we're struggling, how we're moving instruments. That's why I said that, Yannick, we will remember. We will remember. Just like I remember the bishop, we will remember. Say, Yannick, do you remember? Do you remember the cat? The cat? The cat? <laughs> remember the cat? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why it is a shame to lose your old friends. So those of you who... who who break up old friendship? It's not a good thing. Amen. Tell anybody you are stuck with me. Say you are stuck with me. We are friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Good. Now. I'll give you another the reverse. Another reason why you should be permanent. Amen. Let's read this story. Joshua chapter 9. Joshua 9 from verse 8. Joshua chapter 9, verse 8. Let's read this interesting story. Actually, let's read from verse 1 so we can get the whole story. We are going to read a very interesting story. Joshua chapter 9, verse 1. Let's read. It's a story that happened. And it came to pass, when all the kings which were on this side of Jordan in the hills and in the valley and all the coast of the great sea over, over against Lebanon, the Hittites and the Amorites, the Canaanite, the Perizzites, the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard that Joshua had heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they did work willingly or slyly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors. And took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles old and rent and bound up. And old shoes and clattered upon their feet and old garments upon them. And all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. Can you see the picture? Good. And they went to Joshua unto the camp at Gilgal and said unto him and to the men of Israel, we be from a far country. Now therefore make, make ye a league with us. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Per adventure, ye dwell among us. How shall we make a league with you? And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye? And from whence cometh ye? 
And they said unto him, from a very far country. Thy servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond Jordan. To Sihon, king of Heshon, and to Og, king of Bashan, which was at Ashtaroth. Wherefore, our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take victuals with you for a journey, and go to meet them, and say to them, We are your servants, therefore now make a league, make an agreement with us. This is our bread. We took hot for our provision out of the houses on the day we came forth unto you. But now, behold, it is dry. Like, oh, look, we came from very far. Even the bread that we took. When we're leaving, it was a very f- fresh bread. But now look at how old the bread is. It shows that we have come from a very far country. Can you follow the story? And these bottles of wine, which we filled, were new. And behold, they be rent. And these garments, and these our garments and our shoes, are become old by reason of the very long journey. And the men took ritual, and the men took of the rituals and asked, and see, this is the mistake, and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And Joshua made peace with them and made a league with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. This is a problem. And it came to pass at the end of three days. At the end of three days, after they have signed the agreement with them, that they heard that they were just their neighbors around the corner. But they already signed the corner. This is the story. God commanded Israel to, he gave them the land, all the land, the Gibeonites, the Amorites, everybody. And said, God said, go and conquer all of them and take the land. Go and kill all of them. So as Israel was fighting the people and killing them, then their neighbors, okay, their neighbors came to see them and pretended that they are not their neighbors. So they came to see them with old shoes and old clothes. Bread that were moldy. Wine that was gone. And told look, we, we are coming from a very far country. We don't, we, we don't live next door. We don't live next door. We, are, we live in a very far country. And we have heard what God has done for you. So please, let's sign this agreement. Let's sign this agreement. Bring paper and pen. Let's sign this contract. And the contract, let's sign this contract. And the contract is that you will not kill us. You don't do anything to us. You will not take our land. Let's sign. Because we, we want to work with you. Because we are very far. We, 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 we don't live nearby. We live, we, we live very far. So let's sign. And Joshua said, what is the evidence that you live very far? So, look at our shoes. We've been working for a long time. No, they were lying. They, were, they took old shoes from their closet. They took old bread from the garbage. They were lying. So when they signed the contract, after they signed, then they realized that, ah, the people were just next door. And they said, it's too late. A contract is a contract. A contract is what? I said, a contract is what? So, what does, this, what does this got to do with what I'm sharing with you? Another reason why you must be a permanent member is to avoid the deception of short relationships. It's to what? The what? To avoid what? The deception. To avoid the deception of short relationship. In other words, don't sign agreement with people when you don't know them. Don't commit to people when you don't know them. Because people can fool you. People can lie to you. So until you know, you see, that is why you have to be a permanent member. A permanent member is known. 
It's a long term. The pastor knows you. You know the pastor. It is, it is, it is beneficiary. But short term, you can't tell. And it is a mistake to sign an agreement to somebody that you don't know well. I mean, why do you sign a peace agreement with somebody that you don't know? You just met them two days ago. And believe their story. Because you see, people can lie. Tell them about people can lie. Yeah. People can lie. People can lie. People can tell stories. So, until you know somebody over a period of time, you cannot tell. It is only over a period of time that you can say that this person I can trust. Are you here with me, church? Yeah. That is why you should not go into any business contract with anybody that you don't, you don't know for a while. No matter how sweet they may look, no matter how much they can promise, no, 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 no. You have to look them for a while because people can lie. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because people are not people. I said people are not people. Yeah. Yeah. People are not people. So, what it, you see, what it also means, that is it, because I'm talking about short-term relationships are deceptive. Short-term relationships are deceptive. That is why you should not marry somebody you just met on the train. He's so cute. No, when I saw him, I knew there was something common between the two of us. If, 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 the way my heart clicked, it was like chemistry. In fact, I felt like the way Adam felt when he saw Eve. Do you know her? Yeah, he's so cute. He's nice. No, don't make that mistake. The person just joined the church. He has not even joined any ministry. And he says he likes you. And you are saying yes. How far do you know the person? He just became a member of the church three months ago. And he said, I know. I want to be in the... And you are saying yes. Do you know who he is? Listen. Short-term relationships are dangerous. Are you hearing me? That is why even in our, even in our beloved discussion, you see, listen, don't be in, you see, don't be in a hurry to marry him. Okay? I'm telling you, I'm your pastor. Do not be in a hurry to marry him, young ones. Take your time, let him be known by your pastor and your family very well. Because people, can, people are dangerous. Hallelujah. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. You see, you have to study, the, you have to know the person in all seasons of life. How we see when he's broke. How we see when he's not broke. How we see when he's angry. How he's not angry. How we see when he's, you know all that. And it takes time. So those of us who, those of you who want to boot Pressure on the pastor. Red, I met him, and you know, we got to marry in this next six months. I'm not marrying in six months. I am not marrying in six months. I need time to observe. Time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because short-term relationships are dangerous. Amen. That is why it is also a mistake for those of you sisters. Said, oh, Reverend. I know him for too long. We have been knowing each other for too long. He's like my brother. That's the good one. Rather than what the one that you have known for a long time. Oh, he's like a brother to me. Yes. Why do you want to marry a stranger? <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Let those who have ears say amen. Because some, some of you, you are into you are into novel things, mystique. Oh, um, this new. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Oh, ah, we have been in the church for too long. I've been in the same ministry with him. I've, we have sitting on the back of the. He's like a brother to me. That is a good one. 
I'm preaching. Because do, 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 you, do you want to marry the strange one? Because I hear it all the time. Oh, we've been in the church since we were 12 years old. I know him too much. He's, my, he's like my brother. Of course! <laughs> that is the one! Hallelujah! Not the strange one that walks through the door. Never sign a contract with somebody you don't know well. Don't ever take pen and paper and sign a contract with anybody you don't know well. Hallelujah. Yeah. The deception. To avoid the deception of short-term relationships. Yeah. 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 That's what it is, people. Because I hear it all the time. Oh. You know, I've known him for too long. She's just like a sister to me. Yeah. There's no attraction. You're a fool. <laughs> yeah. You're a fool. That one you know. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why, you see, that's why even me as a pastor, you see, I've been a pastor for a while. I have people who have been here long. And there are instances people come and tell me story. I mean, somebody, somebody, somebody comes to look. Reverend, this is your church member. You see, this is your church member. He did, he did ABC. He owed me this amount of money. So I've come to see you. That's so that you will pay, pay me back. People come and see me. So, look, stop borrowing because they call me. <laughs> yes, as a question, stop borrowing. Because I get calls all the time. People chasing you and they call me. Okay? Stop, tell them about stop borrowing, stop borrowing. So they don't call the pastor. <laughs> you know? I get calls. Reverend. Initially, the call came. Please, who am I? Are you Reverend Osei? Or Reverend Charles? I said yes. He said, Are you the pastor of the Lighthouse Manhattan? I said yes. Okay. Then they say, okay. Then they start the story. Do you know so-so-and-so? I said, yes. You see, then they start. Da, 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 da. They will tell me all the stories. Tell me all the stories. What I normally do is, when I hear the story, the next thing is I call the church, my, my member. And I ask for my So-so-and-so called me. That you said A, B, C, D, U. What do you say? If the member said it is true, then I tell the person, look, please, don't disgrace me. Go and pay. Do you understand what I'm saying? If the member says it is not true, okay? This is what if, the member, if the member says, no, no, it's not true, Reverend, it's not true. Then what I do is I call the person, now look, that's what you're telling me, my is not true. Then usually they get angry. And they say, what do you mean? He's lying. Then I ask myself, you that I don't know, and the member that I know, whose word you mean I should believe? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, anytime I have, anytime I have those situations whereby there are two different stories, I believe my church member because that one I know. You over the phone, I don't know you. I have no idea who you are. So why should I believe you? I will always take the side of my church member. Look, whenever there's a dispute between my church member and a stranger, I always on the side of my church member. Because my church member, I know. You, I don't know. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Because I don't trust short-term relationship. Amen. That is why you must decide to be permanent. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look, let me conclude by saying that even to get good pastoral care, you see, to get good pastoral care, to be pastored well, be permanent. Hallelujah. And I'll explain to you, you see, a pastor is like a shepherd. You see, a pastor is a shepherd. Somebody who takes care, okay, a pastor is a shepherd. Somebody who takes care of the sheep. Are you hearing me? Which, in a certain sense, is like a doctor. 
It's like a physician. If you want to get good health, then go to a doctor that you, you know. That is why it is not safe to be changing doctors. Because when you change the doctor, the, the, the new doctor does not know your history. They start all over. But this is your old doctor. He knows when you had the rush. He, know, he knew the day that you ate the shrimp and you came wheezing. He knew the day that you had a ball on your bum that you have to squeeze and they gave you antibiotic and didn't work. So next time when you come, he has all that history. That is why we always say that it is always, when, unless it's really critical, it is always better to go to your primary care doctor to take a look at you. Instead of jumping to emergency room to emergency room, because the emergency room, the doctor has no time. He doesn't even know who you are. He just wants to get, get you out of the ear. But your primary doctor knows the medication that you are on. Because he has watched you over a while. Hallelujah. So you get best, best health care because the doctor knows your history. He knows that the last time you took amoxicillin, you had, a, you had a rash. So next time he won't give you amoxicillin because the history is there. But this new doctor doesn't know. And he gave you amoxicillin by the time you know you are choking. Hallelujah. So it's the same with ministry. The pastor who saw you grow up watched you. The pastor knows your history. He knows, your, he knows all your sins. I mean, the pastor knows that from time to time you go and fornicate. He knows it already. <laughs> Are you hearing me? So, so, so he's a good person because he knows that history. He's the good person to cancel you. So he said, look, look the way, because we have, we have problem with fornication here and there, don't join this ministry. Because this ministry, there are a lot of nice boys that you may be in trouble, so don't go and join. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows your history. The pastor knows your problems. And by, by that knowledge, he can shepherd you well. Amen. That is different from just moving to a church where nobody knows you. You are a stranger. You are, nobody knows your history. And your history needs to be known for you to get good shepherd. I say your history needs to be known for you to get good shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. Because yeah. if you get a good pastor, he knows your history. And can say, look, I don't think this job is good for you. I don't think this husband is good for you. I don't think this business is good for you because he knows you for a long time and he can shepherd you well. Amen. So I've given, these are reasons why you should, must desire to be a permanent member. Amen. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For a brief moment, let's pray. Commit ourselves to God for this morning's service. That yes, God will keep us. God will sustain us. That we will become planted. 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 I'm like a tree. You know how to guys, you don't know how to Can you tell us how to sing it? Huh? Okay. Okay, so sing where they know how to play. Sing it. I am like a tree. Planted by the streams of water. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ready to make for this fruit in its season. Oh, yes, Lord, my leaves. Everything I do shall prosper. Sing it again. I'm like a tree. I'm like a tree. I am like a tree planted, planted by the streams of water. I'm ready. Ready to bring forth my fruit in its season. In its season. My leaves. My Oh, we the 
Hallelujah. Bend down your head and let me pray over you with every eye closed before I stop, before I sit down. I want to give you an opportunity to be planted in the house of the Lord. The Bible said, the day that be planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. The first step to be planted in the house of the Lord is to be born again. Is to give your life to Jesus. Is to be a Christian. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about being born again. And the Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Your planting begins with being born again. The first step to being planted is being born again. So if you are here this morning and you are not born again, you want to give your life to Christ, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I see your hand up. God bless you. Oh, put your hands together for ashes. Come, bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm waiting. Anybody, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. Wow. Anybody else? It's very important. You want to be born again? You want to be saved. You want to be planted in the house of the Lord. Wow. Say this after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This morning. This morning. I thank you. I thank you. For salvation. For salvation. For sending your son. For sending your son. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. To die for me. To die for me. I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am born again. I am planted in the house of the Lord. I am planted in the house of the Lord. Satan. Satan. From today. From today. You are no longer my master. You are no longer my master. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my master. My savior. My savior. And my Lord. And my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. What's your name again? Yeah, you are saved. Amen. Planted. I'll, I'll see you after church, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Wonderful. That's born again, being born again, being planted. Amen. All right, please be seated and bring your first and best. I'm like a tree. I am like a tree planted by the streams of water. Anybody want to pay their first and best this morning? Ready to give for this fruit. My leaves. My leaves will never fade, nor wither. And everything I do shall prosper. Oh, sing it again. I'm like a tree. I am like a tree. Planted. Planted by the streams of water. Ready, 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 ready. Ready to give for this room in its season. My God. My leaves will never fail, nor wither. And everything I do. And everything I do shall prosper. Father, we thank you for those ones who have come to honor you with your first and best. I pray for angelic support. Amen. May angels support them. Amen. May angels help them. Amen. I release angels to come and assist them Amen. in every endeavor, in every situation. May they receive angelic help and angelic support. And Father, may their fountain never dry up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. God bless you. 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 Ready to be Sorry. God bless you. Okay, everybody lift up an offering. Take an offering this morning. Take an offering for the Lord. You want to give an offering this morning to the Lord? Put your hand in your pocket, your wallet, your socks, whatever it is, and take an offering. Lift it up and I'll pray for you. Most Heavenly Father, we thank you for an opportunity to give. It is always a privilege and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I am like a tree planted by the streams of water. Ready to be 
hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.